0: I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. This week, we explore whether Amazon has ruined the holiday shopping experience. As you might expect, the Codgers have different views on that topic. Randy and Richard fondly recalled her memories of visits to the mall and downtown during the Christmas season. Me, not so much. Shopping on Amazon works for me. Before Richard takes us on a shopping trip down memory lane, we have a letter from one of our favorite listeners. Roger writes, Hi guys, I liked hearing about your travels. A lot of us have bucket lists of places we want to go, but what about feeling glad that we don't have to make some trips? I never wanted to take my nieces and nephews to Universal Studios, and as I get older, I realize that the chances that I will be dragooned into doing that are diminishing. That makes me happy. Maybe in a future episode, you might consider exploring the joys of maintaining a reverse bucket list. Roger, you are my kind of curmudgeon, an uber-codger. A reverse bucket list is a perfect metaphor for avoiding things you really don't want to do before you die. I'm already composing my reverse bucket list. Thanks for the good advice. Richard, let's head to the mall for some shopping.
1: Just in case you need reminding, it's the holiday shopping season again. So what's the drill? Do we just let Amazon guide us through the maze of what to buy? Do we follow social media tips for the latest in food, fashion, or even camping gear and razors, and then let Amazon take care of it all? Boy, that's the holiday spirit. You know, for a lot of us boomers, malls and downtowns played important roles in our lives. When we were kids, they were a great destination spot. We could hang out with friends, maybe get an Orange Julius or a Coke and some fries, look at girls or guys and generally have a good time away from parents. Later, as parents, they were places to take the little ones to the movies or just walk around with them to window shop, people watch, and participate in the excitement of the commercial vibe. And all of that was accentuated by the lights, the music, and the bustle of the holiday season. You can't get that on Amazon. But does anybody head to the mall or downtown anymore? The pandemic, of course, all but killed in-person commerce everywhere for the past few years. And Amazon has seemed to kill people's desire to go out to shop. Now, as we approach this holiday season, we're actually in it. How many of us are heading out the door to shop in a brick and mortar store? How many of us sit in our most comfortable chair, feet up, computer in lap, and order all our gifts for friends and loved ones with a few keystrokes? Let's start with the present. Randy, how do you shop for holiday gifts? Do you head out the door or do you head to the couch? And which is more fun and fulfilling?
2: Well, Richard, I am so glad you asked because I was doing some holiday shopping this afternoon. So I'm, I'm in the holiday spirit right now.
0: Were you shopping from home?
2: No, I, I got, in the, got in my truck and I drove to a store.
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs> Call me a codger, if you will. Call me a codger. But I still like that experience of actually touching stuff. And I like the experience of going and being part of the holiday season. It doesn't feel like you're part of the holiday season when you're sitting in front of your computer and you're looking at, at Amazon. I mean, that's just that's just me. Well, Gary,
1: how do you holiday shop?
0: I knew you were going to ask that question, Richard. <laughs> well, I have to tell you the truth, don't I? That's, this, is, this is an inquisition. So, Gary, how do you holiday shop? I don't sit in the couch. I sit in my office in front of the computer, and I have a very simple shopping technique. I buy Amazon gift cards.
1: Oh boy! Nine times removed from the mall or downtown experience,
0: but it solves all the problems. You don't get somebody something they really don't want, and thinking, "Oh, nice sweater, Gary. I'll never wear that sweater."
2: <laughs> so, so Gary, I'm sure you type out a really nice message that goes with that. Like, I looked all over for something that I thought was really specially suited to you, and I finally decided on this Amazon
0: (laughs) (laughs) e-certificate. But, you know, the real truth is nobody's disappointed because everybody expects the same thing from me. (laughs) Birthdays, Christmas, what are we going to get? A gift card. It's sad. But actually, for many years, my first wife and I never – shop for each other for Christmas. We had kind of a deal. It worked out for right. us.
2: What do you mean you didn't give each other gifts at all?
0: Nope. Wow.
1: Okay, Randy, you and I can talk about
2: this the rest of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gary might be an outlier on this and it's going to be really <laughs> interesting to see the comments after we post this episode. Well, you
1: know, there's also a distinction here when I'm shopping in the holiday shopping There's a difference in shopping for others and shopping for yourself or something. If I'm shopping for myself, I want them to make sure the color is right, the size is right, the fit is right. I want to go to the store and try it on and take a look at it and smell it and sniff it. Uh, For others, as Gary intimates, it's kind of hard, especially when you're progeny, you get to be adults. It's hard to make the right choice. And oftentimes, you kind of hand this choice to them through a gift card that you get on Amazon.
0: Exactly. You, you pass the shopping to them so you don't have to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you put the pressure on them, not on you Exactly. To come up with the right thing.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, look, the three of us all grew up not far from malls and downtowns. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about our growing up experience with holiday shopping and where we did it. Gary, for example, you grew up in a Seattle suburb, right? Yep. Uh, and was it, there must have been a big mall somewhere close. Did you ever hang there or go shop there or in downtown Seattle uh, during the holidays?
0: You know, there was a big mall close by, but I was never a, a mall rat, I guess was mm-hmm. the term that it's yeah. used to describe young kids that hang out at the malls. I really never did that. It was just not, in my, not on my radar. It didn't interest me. There was also another phenomenon... I was in the in high school in the late 60s, or mid to late 60s, and the hippie movement was with us. There was a growing anti-consumerism trend. You know, don't shop, don't buy. It's very bourgeois. Save the world. We wanted to do all sorts of wonderful things, and shopping wasn't on the list. So oh, shopping yeah. wasn't, in that era, considered a hip thing to do. When I left home and went out on my own when I was 18, I had to start shopping for myself. Shopping became a necessity because you didn't want to admit that you enjoyed shopping.
1: And you didn't enjoy shopping or you oh, did?
0: You were just- I totally, I totally disliked shopping when I was 18 and I dislike shopping when I'm 75. Not much has changed. I'm still a damn old boring guy.
1: Randy, unbore us a little.
2: <laughs>
0: Dear Lord, please please save
2: us from bah humbugs like Gary. <laughs>
1: Randy, you grew up in Detroit and then L.A., is that right?
2: That is correct. My first memory, my first memory as a kid in in, um, in Detroit, suburban Detroit, was pre-shopping mall. I didn't know what a shopping mall was, and I don't <laughs> think they really existed uh, to the extent that they, they did later. But... I remember going to the destination department store for Detroit, which was a store, a mega store called Hudson's. H.L. Hudson's. <laughs> Absolutely. And Hudson's was where you did your shopping. Oh, if you boy. were seriously on a shopping mission, right? And I remember going to Hudson's and I remember the four of us, my dad, my mom, me and my brother piling in the big old Chevrolet and going huh. to Hudson's and, and, huh. and looking was part of the adventure and seeing what was there was part of the adventure. Cause this is before you had instant access to, uh, you know, catalogs or, um, on, of course, online shopping didn't exist. So you couldn't go preview what was available. You had to go to the store to see it. And that was part of the excitement, especially for a kid.
1: And in the, hol- on the holiday season, it must have been more exciting, right? Because there oh were so yeah, many because bells and whistles.
2: The, no, yeah, I mean the the decorations were awesome. Santa was there, and a whole <laughs> little Santa department, you know. Um, but toys during the holiday season in those department stores were such a big draw, and you went to see what you could find and see what you wanted to ask Santa for, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 and that you know, and there were some of the classic Christmas movies are about things like that. Yeah, Christmas Story, which takes place sometime during the nineteen forties. The the kid goes to the 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 giant department store and gets overwhelmed. He can't even he can't even tell Santa what he wants because it's so overwhelming. It's oh my gosh, Uh, I never I never got that verklempt about it, but I sure enjoyed it.
1: Well, I do remember on a vacation going to HL Hudson's, not during the holidays, but that is a an incre- it was an incredible department store, like mm-hmm. eight or nine floors, right?
2: Oh yeah, it was giant. Oh, it was, and yeah. they had everything you could imagine at the time when we didn't have so many choices, right? They had everything. Yes, yes.
1: Well, for my part, I grew up in Topeka, Kansas, mid sized city. But my dad was in the business. I mean, he he ran a department, uh, a clothing store. Uh, so we went over the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We went downtown as much as we could because the the energy, the feeling of downtown between Thanksgiving and Christmas was just ramped up by ten times what it was during the normal season. Really busy streets. You had to slide along the sidewalk. It was so busy. Uh, no parking anywhere. The Christmas lights everywhere. The uh, Salvation Army ringing their bell, two two places each block, uh, and then the and the and the Christmas elevator music outside, just pervading the air. It was it was a very different feeling, and I think my brother and I, our, our whole family, really looked forward to it. Really looked forward to that time of year. And of course, occasionally there was snow, so we got the whole we got the whole package. So. Over the past couple of decades, there have been a bazillion articles, I read eight of them, about the death of the mall, the end of downtowns, the triumph of online everything. So there are estimates that 25% of all U.S. malls are will close by 2025. That's just a little more than a year from now. That's uh, going to be interesting to see another 100 malls or 200 malls disappear. Uh, so... For you guys, and I we got a we got a hint from Gary already, but for you guys, what did the word what does the word mall or the word downtown bring to mind? A good or bad feeling? And how about the word Amazon? Randy? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what are those three words? Mall, downtown, Amazon bring to mind.
2: Um that's an interesting question, and it, and it goes. It touches on so many memories. So, um, like I just said, I, I I'm old enough to remember going to the big department store. I'm also old enough to remember as an older kid uh, experiencing one of the first giant shopping malls in um, in Canoga Park, California, Topanga Plaza. Oh yes, and it was a big deal when it opened, and it even it you know it was sort of. I don't know, almost a shopping theme park because there were so many stores. It was multi-level. There was this big fountain thing in the, in the middle, the two-story atrium fountain. So mm. it, was, it was designed to be impressive, designed to be a draw. And I enjoyed walking through that. That was fun. That was um, Hudson's on steroids because <laughs> instead of one giant store, you, it was a giant mall with 100 stores. So you could literally find everything. I always thought that was fun. I always thought that was a fun experience.
1: Did you go by yourself or did you go with friends? No, or
2: what? No, I never. I'm, I'm reporting on when I was too young to go by myself. Uh, so, I mean, it was a family thing. And um, sometimes you actually went with your friend's family. Um, but it was an adventure. It was an experience and it was an event. And that's one thing that Amazon has never been for me. I have never gotten excited about, oh, I'm going to Amazon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but your partner in San up there, uh, Gary, uh, gets very excited by Amazon. Uh, Tell us, us Gary. Tell us, Gary. (laughs) Tell us, Gary.
0: Well, speaking as the Grinch who stole Christmas (laughs) and then then gave it to Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Honest to goodness, I can't really share that feeling of warmth going to a mall. I never really had it. And I still go back to the fact that it was an era where – those of us who were, you know, college students, you know, trying to define what we're going to be, and being an anti-consumer was actually part of my shtick, if you will, at that time. Yeah, yeah. As you know, I'm not an Amazon hater. In fact, I can list all sorts of benefits for shopping on Amazon.
1: I guess Randy and I will have to give you a hall pass since you were kind of anti-consumer in your formative years. Well,
0: Well, I was going to tell a story about just shopping in general, how current retail shopping, physical locations, has turned into a trial. Go to Home Depot and try to find somebody to answer a question, right? Go to Uh Home Depot and try to find something. Oh, no, it's not there at Home Depot. I'm going to have to go to Lowe's. Go to Lowe's, they don't have it. Then I'm going to go to Big Joe's, and I'm going to go to Ace Hardware. Still don't have it. Come home after wasting two gallons of gas in two hours (laughs) and order it on Amazon. Have to be patient. It may take two days, sometimes one day, to get here, but it does arrive. I love Amazon. Well, that, got that's a, that's a got rant a for a
2: whole show. You know, Has Boy. customer service died? And maybe the answer is yes. Sometimes when I'm in yep. Home Depot or whatever and they make me want to check out my own stuff it's like wait a second i don't work here but i want to save that i want to save that for a different show yeah
0: we probably should let's save that for a different show because the whole self-checkout is part of the same process so how frequently do you
1: guys use amazon to buy something how often are you on amazon in search of something you go there every day
2: not every day, but every week for sure.
1: Every, yeah, same. Same. Something will mm-hmm. come up and I'll look at Amazon first. Or I may see something in a store and come home and compare the price in the store to the price on Amazon. And
0: Amazon wins. And often they don't. I shop on Amazon when I'm in Home Depot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll have to confess it's no surprise to you guys, that I use Amazon as my local store. The UPS driver or the mailman comes down my road every single day, Hmm. both of them. So it's relatively efficient to order something for them. They'll drop it off. It's not a huge incremental cost in gasoline. So it's a great deal. I don't spend a lot of time browsing through Amazon. When I need something, I'll go to Amazon, do a quick search, click, save put it in my basket and it'll show up in my shopping day on friday life is good
1: but the other part of this experience isn't just about shopping and consuming it's an experience of the holiday shopping experience true i agree and there's a there's something to be said for going out and being around people all bundled up or not and uh uh looking for things and and Oftentimes they're in a tizzy, but sometimes you get a sense of things, a sense of community, an energy that you certainly don't get by sitting in your in front of your computer and calling up Amazon.
2: What do you say, Gary? <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let me let me turn this the other way. We talk. We all talk about how often we go on Amazon. When was the last time either of you were in a shopping mall?
2: Mm, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, you really yeah.
1: Black Whoa. Friday? Yeah, I was oh going to say, god. oh my god, you're taking your
2: life into your hands, aren't you? Uh, hey, who's 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 the bah humbug now, Richard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Day after Thanksgiving, the busiest shopping day of the year.
2: Allegedly. Yeah, but you know what? Part of why I go is I want to I want to jumpstart me feeling like I'm in the holiday season, uh, uh. and that's the it's the experience of the collective holidayness that you know and then the music like you say you called it music but it's not music anymore it's a bunch of holiday songs that you've heard a million times yeah. and thank goodness you don't hear them all year round because then it makes <laughs> it special when you hear them. Old Bing Crosby, you know you don't oh. hear him 11 months out of the year, (laughs) but during the month of the holiday season,
0: (laughs) I'm dreaming of a wife. (laughs) Okay, next question. (laughs) You don't really need to accomplish anything when you go shopping the day after Thanksgiving. You just want to be part of the scene.
2: Well, that's that's a huge part of it. And if I pick something up for
0: 50% off, that's just a bonus. All right, great you're kind of you know, you're kind of a senior mall rat <laughs> <laughs>
2: only during the holidays what's weird is you know I don't I don't venture yes. into the malls very often but when I do it's usually during the holiday season
0: going to malls is kind of depressing there's a mall here in Santa Fe one of these discount malls and there's a store that I go to to buy Levi's actually it's a Levi's discount store outlet store you go to the outlet mall and it's empty there's nobody there there's two or three stores open and 20 that are empty and it's just spooky it's it's not a happy feeling
1: you know in the last 30 days I've had both sides of that thing I uh, locally here in LA, uh, Allison and I went to uh, the Arcadia Mall, which is a huge, huge mall. Nordstrom and all the rest of the department stores in it, and uh, but it has an Asian uh, emphasis. It's a, there's a huge Asian community in the San Gabriel Valley, and there are a number of stores that are have Japanese products or Korean products. Uh, and it had a, but it was busy and it was beautiful, and you got a, you got a buzz, you got a little buzz there. On the other hand. If you go on our recent trip, we went to malls in Ann Arbor, or we were across from a mall in Ann Arbor. We went through downtown Philadelphia. We went through Alexandria, Virginia. Oh boy, faceless mall after failing mall or downtown. Things were not working in those places. And it was entirely depressing. There was nothing, there was no saving grace to any of them. But when we got to Kansas City, there's this very world famous, it isn't a mall, it's a shopping center area called the Plaza. And it's been around since the 30s, supposedly, allegedly the first shopping center outside the center city in the, in the country. And it is cooking with all the uh, uh, lights and decorations and, and, and uh, briskness of people walking around getting things. And this was in, it was in uh, late October, early November. So it was before the literal holiday season. So you get kind of both sides. You get pathetic failure. And on the other hand, if malls are keeping with it, if these places, downtowns, malls are somehow uh, have some imagination, they look like they're faring all they're faring successfully in all this.
2: Well, there's no question that Amazon has, has had an influence on on shopping and the way we shop and how often and what we expect. But for me, it's not a binary choice. It's not like I have to pick one or the other. Right. In fact, I'm happy that there are stores and I'm happy that there's Amazon. There's something wonderful about forgetting that you didn't buy something, going on Amazon and knowing it's going to be it's going to show up on your porch the next day. <laughs> I mean, that's astounding. So the convenience factor is is huge. The fact that once you've figured out what you want, you can go compare different versions of that, maybe different companies that make something similar. On on Amazon, without having to click around a whole lot, it's all in one place. That's amazing and wonderful. So I, I understand Gary's practicality, but in the holiday season, that's less meaningful to me than when i go out and want the holiday experience guess
0: what right. i'm going to a mall mm. the grinch don't get no experience that's for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i gotta tell you i the one thing i looked up is the sales last year of of uh, amazon and they were 514 billion dollars that's half a trillion dollars in sales by one company in one year. That says something about the way the, con- the country, the world is going. Uh, the, the problem I have with Amazon is that I end up sending stuff back. If you order shoes, oh, those look good and they uh, that's the color I need. You get them, they don't fit. So you have to send them back and either get another pair of shoes from Amazon, which are through Amazon that don't fit because they're too small, not too big, uh, or the color isn't the same, whatever. So I there are certain things that I like to go to the store and try things on to see that they fit and they look good and they are the color that I thought they were.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know, And I made that, Richard, I made that decision before Amazon existed back, back in the, like the nineties, right? When mail order catalogs were doing really well and you mm. get six in the mail every day, it seemed. Um, I tried to order shoes. Forget about it. They didn't, they never fit right. right? They, they I, I got to try them on in the store. I'm not going to buy clothing for the most part, unless I've seen it and touched it and tried it on. So Amazon for me, doesn't work in those categories. Right. But it does in a lot of other categories, and that's
0: great. I don't even know what to say because it does work for me in those categories. And it's because I find something that I like to wear, some shoes that I like. I buy my shoes at Zappos, which happens to be owned by Amazon, right? So it's kind of Amazon. It goes (laughs) through the Amazon logistics system. But I just keep buying the same pair of shoes. I've probably bought six or eight pairs of the same hiking shoes over the last 10 years. Why Why would I bother changing? I don't want to shop for hiking shoes. So I order another one and they always fit.
1: Well, those, yeah. The same brand, the same size.
0: So I have a very limited wardrobe. It's black t-shirts, right? You know that. <laughs> Occasionally,
2: when Gary sadly has to go to a funeral, he's wearing a black t-shirt and hiking boots. Because that's all he's got.
0: (laughs) Remember, I've got choice.
1: All right. So we have uh, hammered this uh, thing to death.
0: It's not dead yet. (laughs) You know, actually, let's do a little bit of Amazon numbers because they seem enormous and they are enormous. Because when one company has 5% of retail sales, that's a lot. Now, you may think Amazon owns all sales. That's not true. E-commerce is about 15% of all retail sales. And Amazon has about a third of that. And then the rest of the e-commerce is divided up. So they've got 5% of total retail sales. That's huge in one respect. And it's also in another respect saying they don't own everything. There's options. You can go to your stores. The stores are still here. You may have to tackle a clerk at Home Depot to get an answer. But you can get an answer if you want.
1: But, but the one thing that Amazon can't offer in any way, in any case, any time, is that holiday spirit that you get from going to the mall or going to downtown. You just, it's a different, I mean, I would even, I, I would go downtown when I was younger. I would go downtown, by downtown, I mean downtown Pasadena. Uh, I would go down there just to kind of take in the energy. I had nothing in mind in terms of buying anything, just walking that, that street And feeling the vibe and taking in, there are smells, there are sounds, there are sights. That was enough. I didn't need to buy anything. And I had no plans to buy anything.
0: And
2: Gary wouldn't do that in a
0: million years. Uh, I used to live in a city, you know, a real city, San Francisco. And I used to love living in San Francisco. It's my favorite city ever. Even in Seattle, I lived in the city. And I love living in the city because you could walk around. To me, being able to get out and walk and find sidewalks—we don't have sidewalks in Santa Fe. Just right. to let everybody know. So, if I don't dislike cities and in urban spaces, I just don't care to spend a lot of time hanging out in stores. I like strolling the streets. That's a lot of fun.
1: Well, whatever your preference in holiday shopping, folks, we camp counselors want to wish you. Happy shopping and (laughs) (laughs) happy holidays this season. (laughs) Send us a note on your preferred way of shopping or not and why. And thanks everyone for listening to Camp Codger.
0: And for all you Grinches out there, and I know there's at least one of you, give me a big thumbs up. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger in your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com. Post a comment at www.campcodger.com or leave a voicemail at 505-216-6171.